unfiltered, uncensored, and unapologetic. This is the Retail War Zone Podcast. For those of you who saw the thumbnail, you saw that the logo of said company was Bargain Stunt. So you may be wondering why it was Bargain Stunt. And I give to you the definition of stunt. It's verb, prevent from growing or developing properly. Pretty much... um, says it all a hero says in the chat ha been bugging him about this for weeks as a matter of fact this morning she comes out of the bathroom and says is it finally mad dog day like yep it sure is so you know mad dog's been on here before uh she worked for the company known as bargain stunt um how long did you work for them I was with them just short of three years. Three years. So it was May, yeah, May of 2020 to March of, no, two years. I'm sorry. May of 2020 to March of this year. Sorry. Okay. You know, full disclosure here. I shopped there. I saw the store because you were not the first manager there, right? No, I was not. So I had been Uh, in that store prior to her getting there. And then I saw the store after she was there and put her touch on it. And I got to tell you, the place always looked fucking great. Always. Um, You know, I've worked with Mad Dog. I know what she can do. I know, I mean, we'll go ahead and get this out of the way, Mad Dog. You know, you know, some people don't really know how to take her. But yeah, she's hard to work for as well. She should be, but she's also fair. And, you know, she has high expectations. And, you know, she always wanted to make sure anything her name was attached to looked great. So as we go through this journey, understand that this was not a store that was in the floor that was fucking falling apart. Okay. It just was not. It was well maintained. She worked her ass off and got it to a certain point. So what I want to do is I want you kind of go through like when you first started how it went for you and when you could tell that it was starting to change for the worse. So just a little, a little preface. Um, When I took that store over, they did not physically have a manager in place for at least a month, but mentally that the person that was there before me, what had checked out like six months before. Um, he was from, from my understanding, he was fired for stealing money out of the safe. Um, he, (laughs) we had a key carrier that was dealing drugs out of the back room and that was his supplier. Like, so the store manager was hiring all of these people that he got drugs from or he sold drugs to um, because then he knew when they got paid. He knew when they had money and then he was stealing money out of the safe. So when I took over the store, um, I had three key carriers. Not one of them had a driver's license. Not one of them could drive. 
Uh, one of them, her last week was my first week in the building because she didn't drive. Her family was moving. She'd had no way to get to work. Uh, two weeks after that, the one that was selling drugs out of the back room walked out. No, no loss. Um, like he would come in at seven o'clock in the morning and basically sit in the back room with the roll up door open. Cause we had a crack hotel behind us. And once he was out of his product, he'd leave for the day. No freight actually got put out. Nothing actually got done. Let, real quick. Uh, let me ask you something. Uh, I hate to interrupt you here. All right. So you had key carriers that could not drive. What was the deposit situation there? Was it only the store manager that was handling the deposit or did you guys have brinks or whatnot? No, whatever manager on duty was supposed to take the deposit to the bank. So you had people in the building who could not take the deposit to the bank. Correct. Okay. Continue. Correct. So, you know, the mutual person that we know, um, who went to the other location in South Carolina, mm-hmm. he was the store manager. Then he got promoted and then they promoted the store manager that got fired before me. Okay. Um, so, and I, and you know who the, the previous DM was, that's somebody that, you know, you had worked with. And uh, there was this apparent mass exodus from big lots to come to this company. And I'm not just talking, you know, like at store level, most of the upper management came from big lots. There was this um, big scandal kind of thing that happened where a customer got injured in a store and the company was sued and big lots was sued. And so shortly after that is when most of our, of the upper management for bargain stunt came from big lots. I I can vouch for this. And just as, as a side note, at one point in time, I was put in contact with somebody that was a recruiter for bargain stunt. And I had a lot of interest in, in going to work for the company because at that point in time I was hearing good things and, uh, in the Georgia market and interviewed and whatnot. And, you know, it was kind of put on a waiting list because the location I wanted to go to was not available, but they thought it may be. And then I heard about all the big lots of people who came in, one of which I am 110% familiar with, uh, who was a regional there, was not a fan. And one day I'll go into that story of how big lots fucked me on my transfer. And, uh, but yeah, I dodged a bullet. And when I found out, Mad Dog, when you told me that that person was there, I'm like, oh, hell no. So that's, yeah, that's, you, you kind of, when I told you that, that you were like, yeah, I was immediately like, fuck that. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Continue. <laughs> so at this point, I've been in the building for like three weeks, and it's me and one other key carrier who, again, does not have a driver's license, was actually arrested the week that I started for her second um, being second time being caught driving on a suspended license. Mm. My the DM at the time, um, and I know you know him, but he's a fucking moron. Like he was just a complete idiot. 
And it boggles my mind how he got the position. So like, because he lived in easily and then he was running easily. And then the, the DM that stepped in after he got fired was his DM that promoted him to DM. Mm -hmm. So he got promoted. The other one went to a different, you know, the one that ended up coming back, went to a different location and the other person we know took over easily. Greenville went to hell in a handbasket and then I took it over. It took me three months to even make that store make sense. Like, you know, if any of you guys have been, you know, been to Walmart or anywhere like that, and they have those huge bins of like throw blankets. Well, ours were cardboard. There were 30, like 37 of those big, huge cardboard boxes full of shit just all around the store. So like I would literally have to clean out one a day and I was finding food that had been expired from the year previous. Oh, wow. Uh, yes. So, um, Again, nothing made sense. It, it, we actually took the time and I went aisle by aisle. And 90% of what was on the on the shelves was trash or empty boxes or everything was stolen. So, you know, I set up and I was like, all right, we're going to get this cleaned up. We're going to make this aisle this. We're going to make this aisle this, this aisle this. Um, so I started in May. And when I started, they had just decided that they were going to do this, um, quote unquote, bronze standard. So you were going to have bronze, silver, and gold standard. Oh, shit. That is uh -huh. so big lots. Oh, my God. But anyway. Yes. Um, so we had to, every store had to be bronze certified by the end of the year. So December 31st of 2020, everybody had to be bronze certified. I started in May. I got my certification in September. And again, that was, I had to replace, oh, because the other key carrier who didn't have a license got arrested. She ended up walking out because she was the type of person and you know, scary, you know me, I don't work this way. She was the type of yep. person that wanted to tell everybody what to do, but didn't actually do anything. And then when I would question like, Hey, why didn't you get your stuff done? Well, so-and-so didn't get it done. Didn't give it to so-and-so to do it. Did it, gave it to you to do. So right. it by, so I started May, May 11th by Memorial day of 2020. I was in the store by myself. Okay, so real quick, Hero asked, as you were talking about your key carriers, she wanted to know, did corporate not do background checks on these key carriers, or were they quote-unquote vouched for? Um, so that it actually changed. But when I, when I started hiring the people, I don't know what it was before, but, but and there's a whole other story that kind of goes into the end, you know, at the end of this, uh, they only go back seven years. Right. But, so, I, well, what, one of my questions would be, were they not, I, I'm just curious, because I, you know, you know my situation or whatnot, but 
I'm assuming that as a key carrier, it wasn't necessary for them to be able to drive. Okay, so it is now. Okay, gotcha. That was a new thing that changed. Um, and like you had to, you, we had to sign off on paperwork. We had to submit our driver's license. Um, we had to submit our insurance paperwork, but that didn't come until the year after all these people left. Gotcha. You know, cause my biggest concern was, and granted I knew where I lived when I got the job, mm-hmm. but I've always kind of lived this far from wherever I've worked. Um, But if there was an emergency, say I was on vacation, there was an emergency. There's nobody that could get to the damn store. Ooh. Nobody. Wow. Now, real quick on the clarification for the DMs. Now, the DM that promoted the person that you were talking about earlier that was a former DM, were were they promoted by... As some call David Caruso, or was the DM that promoted them, is that person no longer with the company? No. So David Caruso um, promoted. Okay, got you. And and then when he went away, David Caruso came back in. Yes. Instead of them hiring another DM, they restructured and redrew the district lines, and he took over. Man, I saw him that one day I was in there visiting you. That was a weaselly looking motherfucker. I just want to say he that. looks like fucking Stuart Little. Like he looks like <laughs> an adult Stuart Little. Wow. That's what that he looks like. Continue. Um, you know, so Memorial Day of twenty twenty, I'm in the building by myself. Uh I call the DM who is the moron and it took him until two o'clock in the afternoon to actually show up um, because he was hungover. So wait a minute. You worked a major holiday in that building by yourself? Correct. Ooh. Okay, continue. But he was he was hungover, and um, so he, he finally got there at two o'clock so I could go to the bathroom. Um. So I, uh, again, started in May, you know, started, and let me be honest, the pay was decent. The bonus structure was fantastic if If you're a store leader. Well, you know, since, if you don't mind, how much were you making? I was making 55. There you go. Continue. And then with the bonus structure, which... By the way, this became a point of contention for me when the new president came. I bonused every single quarter that I was in that building. And what was your bonus? Was it a bonus percentage? Like you got a percentage of your salary or was it like they gave you like a flat number? It was a flat number. Nice. So if you hit your sales, which means you increased your you know, you met plan and increased your, um, your LY, your budget, um, you got 3,500. And then if you also made your payroll budget, you got 1,500 for a total $5,000 per quarter or per month per quarter. Okay. So you're looking at it. You could max out at $5,000. That's correct. Yes. That's 20,000 an extra $20,000 per 
a year. So you have an earning potential of $75,000 to run a bargain stunt. Correct. Okay. Which I make because I bonused every single quarter I was in that building. Nice. Okay. So we get through fourth quarter. We get through um, all of that. And we have our first inventory in February of 2021. Mm-hmm. Okay. The other store in South Carolina had their inventory two days before I did. Okay. At that inventory at the other store in South Carolina, um, the the person that that you don't like that came from um, Big Lots showed up and fired the DM, the moron. Oh wow! Yes. At, okay. At Easley's inventory, he got fired right there on the spot. They made him leave his company car in the parking lot, and they said they'd have a tow truck come pick it up. Like, he was done. Damn. Yes. That's harsh. Well, I am going to say that it was not undeserved. Gotcha. So, come, come to find out, there were a lot of things that went on. Like, we... um. We had gotten this huge kayak paddleboard deal. Okay. I think I remember you telling me about this. Yes. And we, they were like $300, which granted is a fantastic price. But when your customers know, because we have trained them that if you wait a couple weeks, it's going to go down. Mm Mm-hmm. I sat on 90 kayaks and paddle boards for like eight months. All these people waiting on them to come down. So when the moron got fired, the person you don't like showed up in my store that afternoon after he fired him. Mm -hmm. Came in and he was like letting you know this is what happened. Stuart Little is going to be your new DM. He'll be giving you a call later. Um, Let's walk the store. Okay. He was like, you don't have any fixtures. I said, yeah, I know. I said, can I get some? I was like, I put, I requested on that survey that you guys had us fill out at the beginning of January that I wanted three walls. Um, and hybrid, I never got the ones that were 150. I only got the ones that were 300. Um, you know, and he was like, yeah, moron never turned any of that stuff in. So anytime we had requested payroll, we had made a request for fixtures. We had any, any type of request we made, he never sent anything up. Uh, real quick, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't there a situation where, I mean, as this, as that per that situation was kind of brewing, where you had to go somewhere in Georgia to clean up one of the stores because the hammer was about to come down. Well, I'm so glad you remembered that. Oh, so remember when I said that everybody had to be bronze certified by December 31st? Yes. Well, moron again, he was not communicating with anybody. He was pencil whipping all his shit. Um, 
lying about everything. Um, so yes, the week before the week between Christmas and New Year's, yes, it is how we met hybrid. Uh, the week between Christmas and New Year, every store leader had to go to Gainesville because that store leader had just taken over in October and he left her out to dry. Oh my God, that sounds so much like Lurch in Correct. The the place that I, I took over. Correct. Now here's the difference. So when I got hired, the person that moved to Easley that we both know, mm-hmm. um, he came to my store for my quote unquote training. Mm-hmm. Um so he was he would be in my store, but here was the deal. He lived in Greenville. He didn't live in Easley. Right. So yes. Um he would he would come in and quote unquote do my training and then like two o'clock he'd jet. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go, I, I trained in my building, which right. pretty much consisted of I was on the floor getting that fucking store cleaned up. Right. Um, and you guys were so, just basically checking boxes on something saying that you guys were getting it, right? Correct. Correct. So, um, well, Russell, there, there's a whole thing that came in where they were trying to screw people over on stuff. But anyway, that's, that's a whole nother thing. Um, so, but the person that was in Gainesville, she had actually come up to easily to train for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So there was this weird disconnect of who got trained, how they got trained, what training was given, what things were explained, what things weren't. And it was pretty much like, okay, so here's this. If you want to find a sign, you kind of go in there and just, and just search it. Maybe like it is so backwater, just outdated shit. So let, let me, let me ask real quick. Cause I know the one, uh, in easily as part of a former Kmart, what was your building before it was a bargain stunt? It was an old TJ Maxx. Old TJ it was Maxx. Small TJ Maxx um, before they moved across uh, 385 over there to be closer to the mall. Right. And if what people need to understand, if you've never shopped one of these stores, what they're doing is they're taking these stores, they're ripping the tile floor up. It's just a concrete floor. And you just have, you know, this shell. And it really comes down to the company putting forth the money to have the correct fixturing to even give you a shot. Correct. Right. All right. Go ahead. So, like, for example, I know for a fact that some of my fixtures came from an old Kmart because they still had the Kmart stickers on them. Yes, I saw that in your store. Yes. And I could not get those bitches off. Yeah, because but, that was like a bad flashback. I'm like, ah, that's a Kmart sticker. Yeah. And I, I mean, I tried everything. I could not get those things off. Um, it's the only thing from Kmart that lasted, but anyway, go ahead. Right. You know, so it, here it is. And I, so I had that first inventory in February. They, you know, 
Goober shows up to tell me so-and-so got fired. Oh, by the way, yeah, I didn't know you needed fixtures. None of that was ever sent up. Why are you still sitting on so many kayaks? I said, I sent that survey in as well. Here's the email where I sent it in and said, I have all these kayaks and I keep being told, no, you can't do anything with them. No, you can't mark them down. He was like, put them half price. Okay. You bring up a really good point. And it was something that Hero said. Uh, so was it emails that they get forward or paperwork to get faxed in? So that is a big flaw from that company uh, just on that alone, because you're doing surveys that should go directly to the corporate office, but instead they're filtering through your DM, which opens up all sorts of possibilities for people getting fucked. Correct. Which is exactly what happened because he would send out the form and then each individual store would have to send it back to him and he would quote unquote, compile it on a spreadsheet and send it in. Yeah. That wasn't happening. Mm-mm. Survey, su- surveys, you can't have a middleman. They've, they've got to go straight to the office. Right. Like we had surveys for everything else. Like we had this, this portal where you would have to go in and put in how many light bulbs were out. Oh. Didn't mean they would come replace them. Just meant every month you had to put how many light bulbs you had out. And, but then they would tell you, yeah, well, it's on a month. It's on a, a rotation. So we'll get to you when we get to you. You just so gave. Was- you just gave me a horrible flashback, Mad Dog. So what were the things we had to do with the decor store? What was that called? We, we, you know, where we had to like fill out the, the Excel sheet for everything that needed to be done and it went to Lurch. Oh, oh God. And, and, that, and, mother, we, and that motherfucker to cover his ass when I put down that something wasn't done, changed it that it was. Yep. So basically was, that's really what went on with you. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was even to the point where um, we had to text the DM in a group text every week, our pallet count, or every, actually every day. We had to text our, our pallet count every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but what what he doesn't under what he didn't understand, or what I guess the world doesn't understand, is that like we fucking talk to each other, and we I had the same delivery driver as. Gainesville, Athens, like I had the same delivery driver as most of the stores in Georgia. And he would, he would take pictures and video and fucking show them to me. So you saw what was going on in other stores. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I, I called Stuart Little out on that one time. And I think that probably was what killed my career there, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so I, after the inventory, I was supposed to go on vacation after Mm -hmm. that inventory. Uh, but because moron got fired, Stuart little was coming in, all the shit was happening. Uh, two people, two of my key carriers, quote unquote, got COVID the same at the same time. Um, where did, where did Lester go? Um, yeah. So I had to cancel my vacation. And oh, I remember that you were so pissed off. Yes. And then I got a phone call from Stuart Little. We were on a conference call and he was like, All right, uh, Mad Dog, I'm going to partner you with this person. And Gainesville, I'm going to partner you with this person. So just hang on after the conference call and, and I'll talk to you. Okay. Um, so 
he gets on, he gets the four of us on the phone after the conference call after everybody else hangs up. And he says, well, mad dog, you know, if you need help, um, understanding how to read your numbers or how to use wiki. And I said, excuse me. I said, we, <laughs> I said, you don't know me. What, what, you haven't been <laughs> If you want to come in and talk numbers, let's talk numbers because I taught moron shit that he apparently didn't know. Wow. So this dude just came in just like, oh, you're just, you're just a waif of a female and don't understand numbers is basically what you're saying. Oh, oh I, I didn't understand anything. Oh, shit. You were and the then, wrong person to do that to. But anyway. Person. And then he was like, well, you know, y'all just always seem so scared to be on the naughty list. You won't do this and you won't do that. And I said, let me explain something. And I did. I had a very frank conversation with him outside on the sidewalk while I smoke a cigarette. And I got pretty loud. And I said, I need you to understand something. I said, I don't know you. Some of these other store leaders might know you from previously, but I don't. I said, and I'm coming in and I'm following the directions that I was given from the person who was my boss. Was he an idiot? Absolutely. Did I know more than he did? Absolutely. So don't come at me like that. Don't ask me why I'm quote unquote scared to be on a naughty list. Why don't you come in and ask us what we've been going through? And you know, this, this is why I love you, honestly, because people don't understand, you know, like I said at the beginning, the people look at you a certain way and you think that you're like, you know, I'm just going to say it, mad dog. You know, she's a bitch. No, you're yeah. blunt and you're honest. That's it. Yeah. Yes. Continue. And, you know, after that, because then he came in and he was, we sat down and we looked at numbers. And I said, I also need you to understand that I started in May. I never even got my plan numbers for the entire year until fourth quarter. Whoa, wait a minute. Yes, because idiot, moron, couldn't figure out what file to send me. Wait a minute. So you didn't have your sales plan numbers for the year until December. Correct. Until November. Well, so you, oh, so, you know, Q3, you had no idea what you were up against. Absolutely not. Oh, my God. Okay. Keep going. Absolutely not. Wow. And then we started this um, customer survey. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, oh, hold on. Let me back up. So <laughs> we had a system where, yes, I did, Hero. I did. Because once I got the store cleaned up and you could actually, like, you know, fucking shop and find shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was making money. Um, so we had this program, this system before, like when the, when the pallets came off the truck, um, which all of our stuff came palletized. Um, well, that's a bonus in itself. I'll just say that. Go ahead. Was it was, and I did have a forklift that was helpful. Ooh. Um, so we would scan each pallet's barcode to check in the truck. So they decided that they were going to change to this new D three sixty five part of Microsoft. All of this shit, and the first phase was checking in the truck, quote unquote. Well, now we didn't get a manifest, so we had no idea what was coming in. Okay. You time out. Time out. You're telling me 
that you're scanning in pallets, right? Yep. With no manifest showing you what's on said pallet. No. Well, no, that was before. Well, well, yes. But so, so you're scanning a barcode on a pallet and just basically taking their word for that you got everything that was supposed to be on that pallet. Correct. Oh, that is some horse shit. That, that, what, what could go wrong? Continue. Wait, it gets better because the new system they changed to was we didn't scan shit, still didn't get a manifest. You couldn't even see anything until the morning the truck was supposed to arrive. And then all you did was you would go in and you would click receive all. You don't have a fucking clue what the hell is on that truck. Well, that's how it was at home. Remember? Yeah. We, we, there was no manifest. We didn't see what was on it. it we, nope. we, we, we clicked received. Yeah. So that, that's like a shrink like shield. It, you know, if somebody in charge wants to get rid of you, they, they can doctor your shit. Oh, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. So that, so they rolled out this, this D three sixty five check in the truck. Well, guess what? It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. We have, to we had to backdoor shit and go around the program and just kind of do it half-assed so they said okay let's roll this new system out to how we do we dispose of damaged items because checking in the trucks work so well oh god so, they, <laughs> so you know of course that didn't work so they were like no. fuck yeah this is great. We're going to roll this out to the POS system. Didn't work. So now nothing communicated. You checking in the truck didn't communicate with the register. So you saying, okay, I got 12 of these bottles of juice in, but my POS system says that I have negative 37 on hand. Nothing communicated. Nothing communicated. That sounds like so, some big lot shit. Yeah, oh, it was horrible. But so in that process, that's when they started this um, customer survey. So on the bottom of the receipt, there, you know, hey, if you want to let them know about your experience, <clears throat> just, um, you know, you can go online, fill the survey out, and you'll get a coupon for two off of 10 for your next purchase. Mm-hmm. I became my store became number one in the company for an entire fucking year on survey on surveys yes sir there you go yes sir and and it wasn't like people were just half-ass filling out the survey to get the coupon like we got called out all the time like any and especially anytime a store leader got called out, that got emailed directly to the DM. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> it was nothing for me to have three or four a week. Nothing. You know, um, dude in Easley got one sometime earlier this year and was going around telling people he got employee of the month. What? what repeat? Repeat that. Yeah. So dude and easily got one survey that 
had that he had just recently got it was sometime it was sometime since January of this year. So between January and March when I left, he got one and he told um somebody that he had gotten employee of the month. Huh? I said, "No." He what? what? A store ma- a store manager said they got employee of the month or the person that was called out on the survey. The store manager was the person that got called out on the survey. Oh. And he said that because he got called out on that survey, he got employee of the month. Who 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 gives out the employee of the month thing? There's such shit. Oh, okay. There you go. Thanks. <laughs> I was just asking. I, I didn't know. So, you know, I when I took over that store, again, I had inventory in February. And at that point in time, I in February of 2021, I was running that store on six people. Mm-hmm. I had four members of management and two part-time associates. And two of them were out with quote unquote COVID. I was supposed to be on vacation. So there was only four of us in the store. Oh, I Regis, remember that you were pissed. I was so pissed. I was so pissed. Um, and that's why crazy unfriended me because I called her out that when she was quote unquote out with COVID, she was out taking pictures of like going on walks and going on hikes. And I'm like, I thought you were so fucking sick. Fresh air kill, kills it. Just saying. Continue. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Didn't know. Um, so Regis came in and it was so funny because when the morning that they came in to do my inventory, a lot of the Regis people said that they did not want to come to that store because the inventory had been so bad the previous time. I got through my inventory in two and a half hours. What did the Regis supervisor say about that? That's important to know. She was so excited. Yep. So excited. Those, so those, su- those supervisors remember that shit. They remember how bad it was the last time. Yes. Yes. Um, but guess what? We never got our numbers. They never told us what our shrink numbers were. Whoa, wait a minute. Okay, so let me ask. So the entire time you were there, did you ever see your shrink numbers? No. W- wait a minute. So no. as a store manager, you never, ever, Ever the entire time you were there or giving your shrink percentage or dollar amount? Never. That's called stacking the deck, ladies and gentlemen. So and you can you can ask and and hybrid can attest to this. You don't get your numbers, but the only thing they will tell you is if you become a target store. They won't oh. tell you what your number is. How fucking convenient. Correct. But they'll just say, oh, you're a Target store. Wow. So let me ask you this. So did you get P&Ls? No. Wait a minute. You didn't. Okay. First of all, let me go ahead and say the only company I ever worked for that I never got a P&L was Dollar Tree. All right. But at that point, everything was a dollar. So it kind of made sense. But we did get our shrink percent. All right. They, They would tell us what our shrink was. But the fact that with the operation mad dog that you guys had that you were not getting a PL and you were not seeing your shrink or shrink results, bro, how the no. fuck do you cope with that? And I asked about it because, you know, especially coming from the decor store, 
you know, and again, I have Burlington, I have the decor store, I have Sears, I have Walmart. Like yeah. I have the experience. So I'm like, where's my PL? Oh, right. they don't do that. Okay, so how do I know what what I'm and again, so the moron never gave me my sales number. So I was really just like blind. So I'm you like, couldn't really so you couldn't really track if you were going to hit a bonus or not, right? No. I had no way. The only the only one I knew was payroll. See on that bitch and six people. Well, of and course. I was supposed to have thirteen. You're going to know payroll because that's quote unquote the controllable expense. But here's the point is if you've got a company that doesn't give you any kind of visibility on what your sales are, what your shrink is and what your P&L is, they can fuck you on the bonus end because you have you have no standing. Correct. Correct. Oh, that's aggravating as fuck, man. So. You know, you are, you're running blind. And then, so you don't know your, you don't know your shrink numbers. You have nothing to compare um, with is what came on my truck, what I was supposed to get. Did they short me a pallet? Did they like you, you didn't know anything, nothing. That That's such bullshit. That's, that's how yeah. companies use. That, that's how companies are able to skirt through bonuses, and that's how companies are able to kind of have this blurred line of letting somebody go and whatnot. It's fuckery. And if any of you people from quote-unquote bargain stunt are watching from the corporate level, you guys fucking suck. That's fucking shady as hell. It is. And, I mean, you know, it, the here's what kills me, too. So... Again, I went almost an entire year running that store on six people, was still bonusing, was still number one in the company for surveys, still had my back room cleared every week. Like it, it, that was it. Like I did my shit. I handled my shit. I always did. Um, you know, and then for Stuart Little to come in and literally say, I've never worked in store. I never will work in store. So I'd probably make a terrible store leader. Then how the fuck are you supposed to help me? Well, you sure shit made a shitty DM. He did. And, you know, I'm a pretty resourceful person. Um, I'm pretty good at, you know, either being able to figure things out on my own or I know, you know, that I could have called and I did. I would call either Gainesville or Easley or, you know, someone else like, hey, can you point me in the right direction. But when I just get to a point where like when I got <laughs> now I was the smallest volume store. Like mm-hmm. it was it was A B C and D. I was a D volume store, smallest volume. When you took uh, over? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Um I was teetering on becoming a C level because um of my sales and then I left. But um, easily, which is, um, the golden store, the, the golden child, um, they're an A volume store. So in a 10 day period, my little D volume store got 180 pallets mm-hmm. in a 10 day period. Okay. In same 10 day period easily got 26. Well, wait a minute. So our, let me ask, okay, devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. Do you think 
that they sent you more pallets because they were trying to give you a different product mix to improve yourselves? Or do you think they sent you those pallets punitively? So I think, number one, again, my sales were constantly and steadily increasing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you're making sales, yes, they're going to send you more freight. Well, that's but, pretty but, skewed, Mad Dog. That, that's what, yes. 160 pallets more? Yes. And I've been so, in the Easley store, and, and I'm going to say this, and, I, and I'm not trying to offend anyone, all right? I've been doing this for 30 fucking years. I'm sorry. Mad Dog store looked better than Easley store. I'm just throwing that out there. I'm not throwing shade. It just did because I shot both. Continue. Um, so, you know, and they were like, well, you're selling and we're trying to get you to, because at one point in time, I was at like $21 a square foot. And they were like, we're trying to get you to $34 a square foot. And I'm like, okay, but what you need to be doing is sending me the fixtures to accommodate this. Okay. Said, Time out. Yeah. Time out. Let's show the pictures. Okay. First, first of all, before I show the pictures, tell everybody what you requested. So for a year and a half, I had been requesting three walls, gondolas, whatever, whatever terminology they use. I asked for three walls. I needed, I wanted to put one back in baby to expand out and get some stuff moved over there. I needed one for food, and then I needed another one for shoes. I asked for three walls. That was all I asked for. And what were you told? When, um, so when Moron got fired, that's when Douche Magoosh came in and was like, yeah, we didn't get your fixture survey. I'm going to look into getting you walls. Then another store in Georgia that didn't need them got six walls. Okay. Okay. So then this past February, I had, it was time for inventory again. And they hired a new president who is coming from like save a lot grocery store or some shit. Um, And there had been talk about moving the location, um, whatever. So this new guy comes in the night before my inventory and we're all running around like chickens with our heads cut off. And he was like, well, do you know why I'm here? And what I was told by Stuart Little was, yep, you're just coming in, you know, checking out everything. Um, And also while you guys are here, you're going to scout new locations. And he completely cut me off. And he was like, nope, you can forget that. You're, um, we're not moving you. This store is not profitable. And if things don't, and you're not getting any fixtures and you're not getting this and, and if things don't turn around in a year, we're going to close the store. Okay. Time out. Go back. You were not going to get what? I wasn't, they weren't going to move the location. I wasn't going to get any fixtures. Time out. Right there. Right there. You weren't going to get any fixtures, right? Nope. Not a one. Okay. So let me kind of give some context here before I throw these up and you're obviously watching the stream. So I'll, I know it's delayed. So, you know, I'll give you a second to look at the picture before you answer. So I go into mad Dog's store after she's no longer there or yeah, that is correct. You were no longer there. And 
we witness this army of people. And I'm 100% sure that the manager from Easley was there as well. Yes. Um, but, Hero, I don't know if you remember the total head count because you actually counted how many people were there working on this stuff. Now, remember, Mad Dog just said she wasn't profitable and she wasn't going to get fixtures, right? Right. All right. And this, like Hero says, like under a month after she was gone, you're not profitable you're not going to get fixtures. Ladies and gentlemen, that was a lie. Because here are the fixtures. Now, Mad Dog, can you see where this is at? Do you do you know what part of your store this is at? As soon as the picture comes up. Yes. So this is over where my mattresses were. Right. And I had been redesigning the store. So if you, if you had gone just a little bit to the right, you would have seen the receiving door. Correct. So what I had done was they went to the stupid fucking idea to lay all the rugs out flat, unroll them. And of course, you know, Grandma Ruby is going to want the one on the very fucking bottom. So we had to build this stupid ass pallet shit. Yeah, for, you'll see that in a second. For all these rugs. <clears throat> but what was going to happen was I had all the boxed furniture on pallets because I wasn't allowed to have fixtures. And that was going to be my boxed furniture section. Correct. We would have the box furniture in the steel and the displays out on the floor. Now, mind you. The picture that you're looking at, you've never been in the store if you're watching the stream. A man, a, a, a mad dog. Mm -hmm. This area that I'm have this picture up was completely open, wasn't it? Yes. There were no fixtures there at all. No. Correct. No. All right. Correct. So next we have this. And there you see. If you look over towards the right, you see the pallet contraption for um, rugs. But however, that was not where you originally had that, correct? And then you see a line of fixtures there for like vacuum cleaners and stuff. That was also open space, correct? Correct. So all the rug fixture in the vacuums, because again, I was told I couldn't have fixtures. So all like the vacuums, they were on pallets and that was in the center drive aisle. The rug fixture was in the center drive aisle um, because that's where I had to put it. Yes, correct. So once again, everybody remember what she said, not profitable, will not get fixtures. And here we are with fixtures, right? So We'll go to the next one. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is on, if you walk in your building, this is the left side of the building. And we, I would go see Mad Dog a lot and we'd go, you know, hey, how's it going? We'd look and see what deals they have and whatnot. This entire side of the store was empty. There was nothing there but like pallets and stuff. Correct, Mad Dog? Yeah, so that is over there near the food section Correct. going towards the fitting room. And we had all of these stupid-ass deals where we had gray borders, brown borders, pink borders, purple borders, blah, blah, blah. And everything had to be segregated. Correct. So because I couldn't have fixtures, I couldn't have a new wall for food. Um, I had a lot, I had pallets of drinks. I had pallets of food. And I had pallets of baby. Because I had moved baby to the side wall and put shoes in the back corner. Right. So that big green top of square 
in the left side. That is the the front right side of your building. If you're standing with your back against the wall, correct? Yep, that's where food was. Yes, where food was. Okay. All right, and then we have this. Um, once again, this was area that never had fixtures, ever. Nope. Never. And and look at that. Look look how nice that looks. You know, it looks like a grocery store. You've got an end cap with the same kind of detergents, and you see a detergent aisle and whatnot. And let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this shit wasn't fucking there before she was gone. And once nope. again, told, not profitable, not getting fixtures. And here the fuck they are, motherfuckers. Here they are. So which is it? And that's on that far wall. If you're walking in your front door, Mad Dog, that's on the left, correct? Yes. Yes. And then uh, you can't see my mouse pointer, but if you look at the far left of the picture, you'll see a green border on about a quarter of the way down of the picture. That's where the food section was. That entire section, the entire time I would go shop her store or go see how she's doing or whatnot. That was nothing but pallets or apparel racks. Correct. Correct. So remember she said not profitable, not getting fixtures and that's it. So guys, I mean, that's the big thing is Mad Dog was told she could not have these things. And the day that I took these pictures, we were in there. There was somebody on a scissor lift changing all the light bulbs. There was God know how many people in that building putting up fixtures, filling fixtures and whatnot. And this is why the business is shitty. Because I'm going to go ahead and say this because Mad Dog is one of those people who who stands her ground. And in my opinion, because she has the balls to take up for her business and the balls to take up for her store, she got exiled. These are all things that she asked for months and months and months before she was gone from the company. And she was refused these things based on volume, profitability, well, well, you know what? If the store was so non-profitable, why did they do it after she left? So, Mad well, Dog, if I was so continue. How the hell was I bonusing every three months? Mm-hmm. How? And and you also have to understand that when I say that I, you know, when I first started, I was bonusing the, every quarter since I started. When I first started, the store was only open from ten to seven. Mm-hmm. So I would go work open to close 930 to 730. It was fine. It was whatever. Um, and I was making more money than they had made the previous year when they were open till 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night. Yep. Um, you know, and there was there came a point in time where Stuart Little called me one day and um, he said, so I was just reviewing schedules with Samantha and it appears that you're not closing in your building. <laughs> I said, well, I don't, I said, you must be looking at like, um, Athens schedule or Charlotte schedule or whatever. Cause you're not looking at mine. Right. Because I not only do the rule was, 
as a store leader, you had to close one night a week in your building. When my scheduled closing day was always Saturday and Sunday. I always closed on Saturday and Sunday. And and you know what? That's an, an admirable thing for a store manager because you only had to have one, but you closed the weekend. I did. Mm-hmm. Except for my... Because I felt like, all right, it's myself and three key carriers, so that's four of us with keys. We were on a four-week rotation for our weekend off. Right. So unless it was my weekend off, I was closing on Saturday and Sunday. Now, those are my scheduled closing days. And we're not talking about when so-and-so didn't show up and I worked an open to close. Real quick, I I don't know if you saw Hero's comment. So to her recollection, the day that we were in there and I took those pictures, three on register, four building walls, four filling up, the two guys doing electrical and the key carrier plus three outside smoking. So that's three, seven, 11, 12, 13, 16 people, 17 people in that building that day. And every single time I asked for help, I was told, call easily. And when I would call easily, he couldn't, There, nobody wanted to come. They didn't want to do it. Okay. You know, and, and look, I'm just going to be honest. You know, you were pretty irritated when I sent you those pictures. Yep. You know, and you should be. So what I want to do real quick is we're going to kind of pivot and I want you to talk about your exit and I want you to talk about what was going on in your life and what you found out and how you were treated at the end. So I, I had just come back from a planned vacation. I was on PTO. I had just come back from a vacation. Um, And I had been at work maybe two days and I get a call um, that my mom's sick and I need to go. Um, So, you know, she ended up having like two surgeries. Like she had, she had a surgery on a Thursday and then another one on a Monday Um, was having all these tests. Um, She's been dealing with a chronic illness for many years. Um, And it took, it took like six weeks Um, But we finally, she finally got a diagnosis. My mom has been diagnosed with uh, Lyme-induced MS. Um, But, so I get the call. I call my DM and I say, I need to go. I'm not really sure what's going on, but I need to go. I then call HR and I said, I need to go. I don't really know what's going on, but I need to go. Probably, I hadn't even left yet because I was waiting on the next manager to come in so that I could kind of tell her what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Um, I get a phone call and it's the head of HR and the HR person that I had spoken to. Well, somebody called us and said that you got another job and that's why you need to leave. I said, excuse me? They said, yeah, she called, she called and said that you called her and asked her to cover your store for two weeks. No, I didn't. 
No, the fuck I didn't. I said, I called my boss. He told me to call easily. That's what I did. There you have it. So I went out on leave, filled out all of my paperwork, got it all sent back. It was March 18th. This is how I found out that they had, number one, denied my leave, and number two, let me go and already replaced me. March March 18th, I get an email, and it says, um, your permissions on Facebook for bargain stunt have been revoked. And then he sent, Stuart Little sends an email uh, from corporate email to the entire district, including myself, that said, um, Amanda has decided to part ways. We wish her best and everything. I remember you telling me about that. I was like, excuse the fuck out of me. And then, like, two days later on the 20th, I get a letter in the mail from corporate that says that they had denied my leave, my FMLA. Yep. Now, the one thing I want to touch on real quick is you talk about talking that, you know, you went and got another job or whatnot in Caruso or Stuart Literal, you know, however you want to address him said this and he said it's your group text right yep yep so you know did you screenshot all that shit i did good i should i should had you send that to me before we did i didn't think about it it either but here's yeah i mean and it's so funny because of all the time that I asked and it was so funny because i would call him and i would say you know i I've been, I've, I've tried this, I've tried this, I've tried this, I need help, blah, blah, blah. And he would say, I, all you do is call me and complain. I need you to call me with solutions, not with problems. And I was like, that makes absolutely no fucking sense. Well, here's the thing. Because I, you, you did. You called asking for things that would have been the solutions. Correct. And he denied them. Yes. Yes. So let me ask you real quick. They promote, they apparently, and again, I haven't, let me be honest, except for going to my beloved Shinedown concert, that was the one and only time I've even driven to Greenville since like the beginning of March. Right. I don't even go to Greenville. No, you don't. I know where you live. I mean, your drive to work was what, like 20 minutes, 30 minutes? No. No. On 85, coming from where I live, uh, it would be anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Oh, that's awful. So, so yeah. let me let me ask you this. So, we know they did this to you. We we know they, quote, unquote, defamed you via, you know, group text. And, yeah. you know, my question would be, let me ask you this. First and foremost, if someone came to you and said, hey, Mad Dog. I've got a job offer from this company called Bargain Stunt. What would you recommend? If somebody came to me and said that they had gotten a job offer for them, 
I would tell them that you call them back and tell them to kiss your black ass and go to hell. Like, cause there ain't no way. And here, here's, you know, we've talked about, um, and you know, I made a comment to you that like, yeah, I'm a wage slave. I can't help it. Um, I mean, they, we all are at this point. Yeah. Okay. Um, their bonus structure for a store leader is fantastic. When you're talking an extra, you know, you have the potential of an extra $20,000 a year, but you, you literally sell your soul and you chain yourself inside that fucking store. But here's the thing. I don't know if it's company wide. Maybe it was district wide for you. Sure. The bonus potential was there. The bonus potential is there and it's great. Right. But if you don't get your reports. Yeah. You're, you're going you, you don't know. So you've no, got a corporation out there saying, Hey, you know, you could get bonus, but guess what? You didn't. And you can't get any information whatsoever as to how you didn't make the bonus. Cause you don't have the numbers you need to see in front of you. Well, and that was the other thing. And this is one thing that I taught the moron was like what I did get that wasn't from him because it wasn't broken down by day is I would get this, um, every week on our little form that was sent out, it would tell you what your, what your weekly goal was. Like, this is what you need to make for the entire week. All right. So I actually sat down and was just like, all right, well, I'm going to break this up over seven days so that we have something to go by something to right. shoot for something to strive for. Right. So, and I kept very, very meticulous track of my numbers. So the computer, and this is, this is what fucking killed me. So you would do your daily sales. And at the end of the night, I would write down, okay, this is what I, this is what it says I did in sales for the next, for, for today. Then the next morning, um, your previous day sale would come out and it was always less. And I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Cause that's not what I made. Mm -hmm. So out of date, so archaic that they counted when the report that you saw during the day counted all your tax. So then the next day they took the tax out of your, your numbers. And that was the number that you really did. Right. And, and the biggest thing I'm seeing from all this that you've talked about is they've stacked the deck to, to be able to penalize people and not give them bonuses. Basically the numbers are used as a tool to get rid of people rather than reward people because yeah. there's no visibility to you store managers yeah. that you can track what you're doing. Now, as shitty as that home was, you could track it, you know, Yep. and anywhere I've ever worked, to be honest with you, you could track it. This is the first company I've heard of that you can't. So I mean, what's to say, what's to say that you don't hit your number, mad dog, and they say that you didn't, you have no way to prove otherwise. So that became a big stink in second quarter of 2021. Okay. And who, 
uh, hybrid will probably remember this. Like it became such a thing that, um, like so many stores complained that they had to go back and they were like, okay, well, if you made, if you hit 90%, then we would give you this amount of money. Like, because they really tried to shit people out of their stuff. And then there was even an incident with, with Gainesville when, cause we, there was two different times that we went to Gainesville. I also went to Calhoun, Georgia for two weeks when Ooh. their store jumped ship. Uh, yes, they did keep changing sales. Um, and I got that store cleaned up. Um, but she, they had brought people in and then she was like, okay, well, I need to put their payroll in for my store. So I know where I'm at. And Stuart Little was like, no, it's okay. Blah, blah, blah. But then when it came bonus time, they were like, oh, well you went over because you had all those people come to your store. And she was like, I tried to fucking put it in. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't give it to me to put in. Wow. Oh yeah. They, they do some shysty shit. So, you know, obviously I don't want you to talk about where you're at now. I don't, I don't want you to talk about who you work for. All right. But as shitty as your situation was with bargain stunt, would you say that you're better off now? Absolutely. And, and going back to your, your statement earlier, you would tell people, especially if they were looking for management to dodge bargain stunt, right? Yep. Uh, to give my two cents on this, you know, bargain stunt is very similar and, and it's not a surprise that these guys came from big lots. Okay. It's very similar. And the problem with all that is these people come in from big lots and they decide that, okay, we learned from our mistakes at big lots and we're going to try to implement different things into bargain stunt to make it better. Well, well here we are. I mean, ha- mad dog. So the person that I talked about that I didn't like, were they yep. even there a full year? When did Big Bad Bill come in and when did Big Bad Bill leave? He was there before me, Mm -hmm. but I want to say maybe a year before me. All right. So he made it what? Two years? Tops? Three. 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 Because a year before me. Yeah. All right. So you got a guy who worked for Big Lots for, for God knows how long. Big Lots fell into the shitter and decided to jump ship to a similar company. And well, it's kind of in the shitter if you really look at it. And this is how, this is how they're treating managers. Hey, retailers out there, don't bring in big lots. People bad idea. They fucked up their own gig and now they're coming to fuck up yours too. Just saying. And you know, I've got to say, Mad Dog, I've known you for a while. 
I mean, I will never forget one of my most memorable experiences with you was us being part of the Bad Kid Club with the at home decor store at, you know, the manager quote unquote retreat, right? And, you know, you're kind of like my spirit animal in (laughs) retail because you just say what you're going to say. I mean, and, and that's the thing. I mean, you say a lot and, and I think you get a bad rap. I really do. Cause like I said earlier, people think that you're a bitch. It's not that you're a bitch. You really aren't. It's just that people can't understand that you're just telling the truth and you're being blunt and hero will tell you that's me in a nutshell. And we can't shut that off. It's not like it's a character flaw. It's no. we're just being honest, right? So, you know, I, I wish you all the best. And and you are an extremely talented individual. And I but saw you hear the funny thing. What's so that? where I'm at now, so I've been I've been where I'm at now eight eight ish weeks, um, maybe six, I whatever it is. Came in um, to and and I kind of strategically planned it because I had to go to training for two weeks. And then I was like, well, we had inventory coming up and I was like, I need to be there two weeks before inventory. We. The the regional loss prevention was like there were store because we did ours at night. We do ours at night. Um, And. They. There were stores that were counting from like 6 p.m. till 8 the next morning. We did, we counted over 900,000 pieces of merchandise in six and a half hours. Damn. We got our, we got our shrink numbers um, and we were at like a minus 0.7. Mm-hmm. Granted, I was only there two weeks, but... My, my store manager, and I told my store manager this when I interviewed, I told the DM this when I interviewed, I had been so just beat up, used and abused, neglected for like the last two years that do I have the capability of running, of being the store manager where I'm currently at? Absolutely. Yep. You sure do. do. I want now? Absolutely not. Because what I wanted and what she needed was I wanted a partner. I wanted, you know, so she and I are, we're the only two salaried members of management. Um, it's just somebody to have that support. Yeah. And, and you know, I'm the merchandiser. So I'm, I'm dealing with merchandising. She and has that's an where, time out, that's where you excel. You're a fucking great yeah. merchandiser. Just throwing it out there. Continue. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just got back from vacation. I was gone for a week. Um, I text one of my employees because somebody called out and I was like, hey, can you stay late today? And the text I got back was absolutely so glad you're back. Yeah. And, th- and that means a lot. People do mm-hmm. not understand that. Correct. You know, yes. Am, am I, I'm very direct, but at the same time. I'm very knowledgeable. So I don't, I, I've never, and even with, you know, small people, which I'm not a fan of, but I'm, I talk to them like they're human beings. Like, Correct. all right, 
hey, we need to work this out. And like I said, we came in today and we cleared like 11 pallets. We swept, we cleaned. My back room is clear. And my my truck tomorrow is only like 700 cases. That'll be out probably by Friday morning. And then we're moving on to some projects on the floor. Well, you know, I mean, and honestly, it goes back to a stigma that we talked about a very long time ago when the retail war zone first started. Look, you know, if you're talented, you're talented. And it doesn't matter if you're a male or you're female. And especially from a female standpoint, kind of like what I've kind of alluded to as we went on is because you know what you're doing and you're, you're blunt and you say what needs to be said, people dudes okay well let's say guys look at that yeah. like oh that woman's a bitch no yeah it, it, that's not how that works it's you know what you're doing you've done it over and over again and that's the thing about working in this business is you just take yourself to another box become another wage slave just to do what you did at the last one and the one before and the one before and the one before. And what happens is you refine everything as you go. And eventually you're going to find that spot where it all fucking drops into place. And guess what? It has nothing to do with you being a female at all. It has everything for you, you know, to do with you've, went through the quote unquote, as hero said, way back in the, the, the chat trial by fire. And, yep. and that's the thing. And you know what? I, you know, I've went through some situations recently that have kind of pissed me off a little bit and it's not about me doing something. It's not about me going and I need to be the guy to do this or whatnot. It's a respect issue. It's, you know, say to me what you need to say. And that's what makes you special. And it, and it actually is what makes hero special. And it's what makes iron maiden special. You guys say what you need to say, regardless of feelings, because everything you guys do comes from business. And look, if, if I today, create if i had some genius idea of a retail location number one there wouldn't be a store manager okay what i would do is if i had this genius idea i would just say maiden hero mad dog just go fucking figure it out amongst yourselves and let y'all go that's exactly what i would do you know because i I trust all of you well yeah and then you know everybody's you play to everyone's strengths. Yes, correct. You know, if I'm the merchandiser, fucking put me on the floor. Right. If especially if you're good at it, and and that's the point. And and that's one thing that you do very well that people don't understand. You've never come out and verbalized it, but you are a huge advocate for find what your people are good at and let them be good at it. Yes. Yep, 100%. Absolutely. I mean, I, you guys are great. Look, I mean, it, it's funny because, you know, we talk about a lot of stuff. And I know we did, you know, when the women took over the chat. But I'm not lying. If I had a business to run and I had to pick three fucking people to handle it, I don't care who gets mad. You, maiden, hero, 
That's it. Y'all go. I trust all three of you. I've seen what all three of you can do and you guys will fucking figure it out. I don't, I don't have to be like, Hey, maiden, you go do this mad dog. You go do this here. You guys will handle it. And yeah. I think that's what we really need more in the business, to be honest with you. I think if more yeah. businesses operated that way, we'd be better off because there is still a stigma about women in retail. All right. Yes. And, and it's funny because like for you, mad dog, people are like, oh, she's a bitch. She's hard to get along with. Look, I've heard you talk to people. I've been there when you've been in the heat of the moment and you weren't a bitch. You were just a blunt. You were just, this is the way it is. And I think that's unfair to you. And I think you got a whole lot of that from bargain stunt. I think your DM could not handle you. And so rather than handle you or several people, yeah, several people. Yeah. He, he just couldn't handle it, you know? And the bad part is he was a fucking coward because if he would have just listened, because here's the thing you're gone now and that's fine. Right. Yep. But he proved everything you said because everything you asked for, he did after you left and motherfucker, if you see this, look, a smarter folk, we know that you went and did everything Mad Dog asked for after she left, and you're probably trying to take credit for it. Bitch, we got your number. Yeah. And from what I understand, they um, they promoted somebody from Easley, but she didn't work out. Shocker. Shocker, right? Because, and that, and that's the other thing. And you know, you've worked in Greenville. Greenville is a hard fucking market to hire in. It Shit. was South Carolina is a hard market, Mad Dog. Before the pandemic, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what I tried to explain to everybody is that Greenville has three types of of people you have your your students who during the pandemic were not on campus they were living at home with mommy and daddy you have your retirement set who were not coming out and working during the pandemic because of fear of health and then you have your people who are already working at michelin bmw 3m balsh and lom they're already they're already making the money oh hold up before before we go further with that statement i just for anybody in south carolina i just want somebody to back me up on this Mad Dog, what do you do if you see an application from somebody from Alorica? Trash. File 13. Thank you. All right, continue. Yeah. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, yeah. You know, oh, I want to I wanna say this. So when Mad Dog asked about, you know, going back seven years, I mean, when uh, Hero asked about going back seven years on background checks, so obviously, um, they only go back seven years. Right. So I interviewed a lady. She passed a background check. Right. Come to find out, after I hired her and all, everything went through, the reason she passed her background check was because she was in prison for 11 years for attempted murder. Oh, shit. That's not, so, yes, that's not optimal. Looked fine. Yeah. Because 
because she was fucking locked up. Now, this is the same one who was getting high in the parking lot every day, buying drugs from my part-time underage associates on camera at the front end, and they wouldn't let me do anything about it. Well, if you remember when I worked for at home, I'll call the company out. Don't fucking care. You know, I was working for at home. We had a cashier that you're aware of that was drunk all the time and she left her locker door open and there was a bottle of booze in her locker and Lurch freaked out and said you couldn't say anything about the locker. It wasn't like you opened it and went through it. It was already open. Right. Yeah, they wouldn't let me do shit about it. I had one guy who I hired and he was great at first and then he started coming in and bringing his vodka in his little um, Tervis tumbler and one Sunday he was so fucking drunk he fell into a fixture and I could smell it on him so I sent him home and he face planted out in the parking lot and they wouldn't let me do anything about it. Gotta love it, right? Alright, so we're at an hour and a half, my friend. So, what I, I mean, wanted- it, it is so cathartic for me to just be able to like verbally vomit all this shit Uh, yeah and and i gotta say iron maiden had a comment i would be open to opening a mad hero maiden store oh let's do it yeah okay y'all y'all figure it out i'm getting old retire my ass whatever i'll draw signs or shit i i will design your planograms that's what i'll do but you know mad dog yeah you know, Mad Dog, I just got to say, you know, when I first met you, even the person that I replaced talked shit about you, right? And, yes. but I learned you for who you were. And I love you. I, I, I think you're great. And, and I really do appreciate male or female, okay? It's not a sexist thing. People who stand up for themselves and and just don't care. You are an accurate representation of everything that the Retail Warzone podcast kind of encapsulates. You're like the person that when your feet's to the fire, you're going to say what needs to be said. And I've always got your back. And I think you know that. And, you know, in a perfect world, if we were close you know, logistically and and whatnot, I'd work for you. Hey, guys, I was a store manager for roughly 25, 26 years. I'd work for Mad Dog. The only difference is if Mad Dog yelled at me about something, I'd yell at her back. That's what makes us great. Right. And, you know, I had to tell my boss that the other day because she was like, I was like, what is wrong? And she's like, I'm just so frustrated. I'm just this, this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, why didn't you just tell me? I was like, you know, I'm I'm still learning where I'm at. They, you know, every retail is retail, but policies, procedures, the way they want things done, all that's a little, you know, you have to learn everybody's new place. And I told her, I was like, why didn't you just tell me? I was like, I promise you, I'm not a delicate fucking flower. Well, here's well, Hybrid just said that he'd work for you again. And what's funny is we talk about this this m- mythical retail store with all you ladies. I'd go into a room with you guys and say what I needed to say. And if you guys are right, I would, you know, tuck my tail between the legs and say they were right and go do what they said. But that's the thing that that's why I respect you so much is because you say what you need to say. And, you know, 
you and I, I, I could see us, if we worked together, I could see us arguing. There would be some sort of resolution. One of us would be like, okay, you're right, whether it's me or you. But right. I love that. And, 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 and that's what this business misses. And that, that's another thing, too, is that I am not, I am the type of person, if I have an issue, like, do we need to go outside and, talk, and, and smoke and talk about this? But once we've talked about it, I'm over it. Exactly. It's done. It's done. Whatever. And then you move on today. I don't know if you saw in the chat, Irish Connection says, Mad Dog, my wife says that you're her favorite. Just FYI. Oh. So, you're, I mean, you're Irish okay. famous. Yes. <laughs> you're but international now. Oh, shit. Watch out. But, you know, like I said, where I'm at now, um, I, I have a younger person who is like my freight flow mm -hmm. supervisor. Um, and then I have, we have what they call sales supervisors and they're basically over a department and I, my store manager is not a merchandiser. That's not her wheelhouse. That's she, she, she's like, can you teach me how to merchandise? Oh, well, there you Absolutely. go. Absolutely. I can. But, you that, but do you, you know how awesome that statement is that you just made? If you've got a store manager who comes to you and says, can you teach me that? Man, you're in a good situation, Mad Dog. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I have I have a sales supervisor who has only ever been a waitress her whole life and is now in retail and has been in for six months. And, you know, she's starting to pick these things up, you know, and I... I'm like, it's my job to come out and give you ideas. I want to hear yours. Let's talk about them. Let's, you know, you tell me what your idea was and, you know, we'll look at standards and we'll maybe, maybe it'll need some tweaking, but I want you to be able to come up with that. Yeah. I mean, that's great. I, Hey, look, I'm not, I'm not trying to steer away here. Cause I mean, it's get it's getting kind of late, but I'm sorry, but no, I've waited for this for a long time. You, I know what you've been through and there can be a part too. There's going to be things here as we go forward that, that kind of surface. You're like, Oh shit, I should have talked about that. You know, mm -hmm. guess what? You know, you know me, you just send me a message. We'll do it. Right. And well, yeah. And it's like I told you earlier, I think it's so funny that all of a sudden in like the last two weeks, there's been like 12 people from bargain stunt looking at my LinkedIn and I'm not talking and I'm talking like my LP manager has viewed my profile. HR has viewed my profile. Um, some of the uppers have viewed my, the, the new president who was a cunt nugget, like he viewed my profile for what? Well, Hey, I'm going to put this out there. If they watch it, I, cause I don't care. You know me. Yeah. Hello, new president. Hello, HR. If you would love to take an hour to complete your case, the floor is yours. We're extremely inclusive here. If anybody from Bargain Hunt wants to come on down, message me. But be yeah, warned. 
that you guys bring those formal complaints that I had filed with you, and we'll discuss those in depth. Yeah. So come on. I, I, hey, look, I'll give anybody a platform. You you guys can say whatever you want. I, I don't care. Come on. If you got the balls to do it, come on. Yes, it's going to be a hostile environment. But, hey, it's kind of like a trial. You guys, you guys get to kind of prove your point, so to speak. But yeah. what I want to say is I want to thank you, Mad Dog, for this because this was awesome. There will be more. I know as we go forward, there's going to be other things that, you know, in time burn your ass and whatnot. And you know all you got to do is reach out and say, hey, I want to talk about this, and we'll do it. So it's going to be cool. And th this has been great. I hope you were able to get some stuff off of your chest. Um, it, it's that's what all this was about. And and maybe somebody will see this. This went through a similar thing, and they want to come on and do it as well. And that's what we're here for. And look, I consider you a friend. I consider you family. I consider you somebody that I witnessed work their ass off. I've seen you get screwed over by at home in a shitty situation. I've seen you get screwed over by bargain stunt in a shitty situation. And it's a shame because you are somebody that possesses a lot of fucking talent. This should be like top tier, top paid store manager anywhere in the industry. And I will say that. And I mean that. And I appreciate that deeply because again, and retail for me, I mean, this has been my career. This mm -hmm. is my 22nd year in retail. Yep. So this is, even though I have a degree in education and I have a degree in the medical field, I've been in retail for 22 years and this is my career. And so, you know, I, I am passionate about it. I don't think I'm necessarily <laughs> passionate about, um, you know, like selling bullshit or whatever, but I'm passionate about developing people and working with people and giving them that different perspective. Cause mm -hmm. my brain is a little bit different. My, I, my brain works like Tetris. So I can look at something and be like, okay, if we do that and that and that, then we can get all that fit over here and that. And yep. people are like, what? I'm like, yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know if you saw the statement. Maiden said it best. Anyone can manage. It takes skills to lead. Mad Dog is a leader. We'll follow her into the hellfire. Oh, love you, Maiden. I mean, and, and that's true. I mean, it is. Look, you ladies, I mean, I know there was that one night long ago where all you guys took over the podcast i want to do that again look we've grown we're not huge mind you but it would be cool to have you ladies do this one night again and talk about what you deal with and talk about the things you've come through because let me tell you something i've met a lot of people in this business all right a lot now obviously for those that know the real story you know who hero is and whatnot and i get that right but Maiden and Mad Dog, and there's others out there that don't participate in this, that have no, that that are never here. They see stuff afterwards. There, there's some people out there, and and they're all female. They really are. You guys are great, man. 
And I, and I feel bad for all of you if you've ever been shat on. And I feel bad that people misunderstood what you were all about. And that and that's a shame because in your case, Mad Dog, you had the balls to say what you needed to say. And the way I see it from the outside looking in is you had very cowardly males kind of be like, oh, I'm not taking that. And rather than work through the issues and fix shit, pushed you out. And that's bullshit because I've seen what you do. I, I you know, it, I, I can sit here and say, I saw the store you took over before you took it over and I saw it after you did. These are tangible, 110% provable facts that if there's only two stores in South Carolina and I shop them both and I'm not throwing shade to anybody, I'm just looking at it from a store standard standpoint. If there's only two in South Carolina, yours look the best, period. And you deserve the props for that because I know you were working a lot of hours. I know it was hard. So what I want to do real quick is before we get off here, I want your final statement on working for bargain stunt and then we'll finish out from there. Yeah, I zero out of 10 would not recommend um, don't, don't let shiny things, um, you know, draw you in because you will literally get chained to that store. You'll get blamed for shit. You have no control over and you will be, especially as a female, you will be talked to like you're an infant, and I don't take that well. You should. So, yeah, don't. Yeah. There you go. Don't go work for Bargain Stunt. Wait a few nope. years and see what they do. So, having said that, everyone, it's been a long one. We're not finished here. I promise you. She's going to come up with some other stuff and be like, hey, shit, I need to talk about that too. So, as always, Mad Dog is always welcome. What I do want to do is we do need to have another uh, Ladies Not podcast, according to Hybrid, and I agree with that. So we need to figure that out. I don't have really anything scheduled except for one day in June, although I do have a surprise coming. Uh, Maiden, you know about it. Hero, you know about it. I don't know if it's going to be this month or not. Blame Tag, I actually messaged you about it. So that's going to be kind of cool, and that's going to be comedic and fun. But anyway... If you guys have stories, if you guys have people that went through other things, let me know. Hybrid, whenever you're ready to talk about Retail Refuge, just let me know. I mean, it's Wednesday night. You know the deal. Just just give me a date, and we'll do it. So, everybody, thank you so much for being here. This has been a lot of fun. I will follow Mad Dog into the fire. She's been treated like shit. Her and I were both treated like shit at, at home. And I got her back, and she's got mine, and she's got all of yours as well. So, absolutely. everybody, absolutely. So, everybody, have a great night, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>